Welcome to the Marisep program. We're developing a long-lasting, happy relationship is the status symbol to achieve. And following my six marriage steps is a path to help get you there. I'm Dr. Wyatt Fisher, licensed psychologist, specializing in marriage counseling. I'm coming to you live from Facebook. I broadcast weeknights at 5 p.m. Mountain Standard Time. If you have questions about what I covered tonight, uh, be sure to send, put them into the comment section and then I'll respond to them at the end of the program for some live Q&A. Okay, so first thing I'm going to go through, first is some marriage facts of the night. First one is traditionally bridesmaids would be dressed in similar bride-like gowns to confuse rival suitors, evil spirits, and robbers. So that's interesting. So before, you know, in, in ancient times, the bridesmaids' dresses looked just like the wedding, the bride, so the dresses all look the same, so no one could tell which one the bride was for these reasons. I love history, so I like, I like integrating these types of, this type of content into the program. Second one, research shows, a research study was done, that one of the biggest predictors of marriage satisfaction was frequent small acts of kindness. Now that sounds like a no-brainer, but how often do you do small acts of kindness for your partner? How much do you wake up and think about, how can I make my partner's experience in life better today? By little things, whether it's getting them coffee, or taking out the dog to go to the bathroom at night so they don't have to, or doing the dishes for them so they don't have to. How much do you consider doing small acts of kindness for your partner to make their life easier? I've had to work on this because sometimes I can get lost in my own world and my own needs and everything I'm thinking about. And so this has been an area I've had to work on is how can I make my wife's life better? What are some small acts of kindness I can do for her on a daily basis? And if you're both doing that, that's one of the biggest predictors of having a happy marriage. Okay, so now time for the marriage jokes of the night. The first one is honey. What will you give me for our 25th anniversary? I'll give you a trip to Thailand. Wow, that is awesome. And for our 50th, then I'll pick you up again. <laughs> okay, next one. I had a terrible fight with my wife last night, but you know what? She crawled to me on her knees in the end. Whoa, that's really impressive. What did she say? Come out from under that sofa, you filthy coward. <laughs> okay, so the marriage message of the night is four things to avoid post-affair. I'm a marriage counselor. I work with couples all the time, and research shows around 50% of marriages go through infidelity at some point, and that's accurate from my experience as well with these couples I work with because roughly 50% of the couples I see are there because they've had an affair or one of them has had an affair. And it's interesting to see how they respond to the affair because I've seen all sorts of different reactions. So here's some of the things I have learned not to do post-affair. So these are four things to avoid post-affair. First one is for the betrayed partner to avoid working harder at the healing than the wayward spouse. And I see this. So the partner who's been, hurt, who's been betrayed First of all, if you're on the other side of an affair, if you're the betrayed partner in an affair, it's similar to PTSD because all sense of reality, all sense of control has just been stripped away from you. You second guess everything. It's highly traumatic. 
And PTSD is post-traumatic stress disorder. So it's amazing to consider someone going through a natural disaster, someone being in combat and war, have symptoms similar to someone who's been betrayed by an affair. Highly, highly devastating. And so the mistake some partners make is they start working harder than their partner at healing the relationship, even though they're the one that's betrayed. And when you do that, you are keeping the power in the wayward spouse's court. You're giving them all the power because you're pursuing them, even though they hurt you. So that's a huge mistake. If they want to save the marriage, they need to be fighting for you. They need to be pursuing you, not the other way around. And actually, if you're the one who's betrayed and you become the pursuer of trying to convince them to work on the relationship, that's probably going to push them even further away. So that's a cautionary. So if you have been on the receiving end of an affair, make sure that you do not work harder than your partner at healing the relationship. The burden needs to be in their court to heal the relationship, not yours. So my perspective on affairs as a side note is the partner who stepped outside of the marriage to have that affair, that is 100% that person's fault. However, the dynamic in the relationship that increased their temptation to have that affair is usually both people's fault. So that's the way I view affairs. Okay, number two. The next thing to avoid post-affair is for the wayward spouse staying with their partner even though they haven't ended the affair. That's a huge no-no. So if you're betrayed and your partner's had this affair, the worst thing you can do is stay with them even though they're still in that affair relationship. They won't end the relationship. That's the worst thing you can do because that tells your partner that they can have their cake and eat it too and that they're in control. They have the power. So instead, the the recommended steps is if you're in a relationship and your partner has an affair and they won't stop that affair, first thing you should do is expose the affair so that all family, all friends find out because usually exposure will kill the affair because an affair is an illusion. When you have an affair with someone, all reality is suspended. Because you meet them in a hotel, you meet them in these random places, you go out to these nice dinners. The the affair relationship is created in falsehood. And that's why the majority of of affair relationships don't make it when they turn to marriage. Because once that utopia of an affair hits reality of life with kids and mortgage and stress and day-to-day challenges, it falls apart. Because it was built in a utopia. So if you're on the other side of an affair and your partner won't stop the affair, the first thing you should do is expose it. Expose the affair. Let everyone know about it. Because usually that helps the person having the affair wake up and realize how destructive they're being. If that still doesn't end the affair, the second round of advice that you should do is have a separation and don't allow any contact with your partner until they can prove the affair is over. So that that gives you some options because if you are the betrayed partner, you feel powerless and that's why it's so traumatic. So that gives you some options and that gives you some power. So to expose it and then a separation with no contact, if the exposure doesn't work, then you separate with no contact until they can prove the affair is over. The third thing to avoid post-affair, now I'm gonna talk to the wayward spouses who've had the affairs, The third thing here, speaking to the wayward spouse, is you want 
their partner to just get over it. I hate seeing this, and I've seen it a lot. A person has an affair, and they've ended it, but now their partner is still devastated, and their partner brings it up a lot, and then they get irritated, and they say, stop bringing up that affair. It's over. Stop asking me questions about it. I told you I'm finished with her or him. They get irritated, and they want their spouse to just get over it. And that is so unrealistic because if your partner has gone through an affair, they need to process through the pain. They need to ask you questions. They need to rebuild trust. And so the last thing they're going to be able to do is just get over it. And the more you feel like they should get over it, the more you get irritated with their concerns, their their trauma, the more you're going to keep them stuck in the past, in the trauma of the affair. So that's the worst thing you can do. So if, you've the, if you're the one who's had the affair, do not get irritated and pushy with your partner to get over it because it will accomplish the opposite. They won't get over it. The fourth thing to consider if you are the wayward spouse is the worst thing you can do that you want to avoid is resisting opening up all your accounts and taking a lie detector test. So that's one of the things I recommend when I work with couples is for the person who's had the affair to get hooked up to a, a lie detector test so that their partner can ask them whatever questions they have. Because a lot of times we have questions when we're betrayed and we're hurt. We have a lot of questions on what happened. And often we can't move forward until those questions are answered. But the partner has been lying to your face and so you can't trust what they're gonna say. Therefore, if they're hooked up to a lie detector test, it increases the chances of what they're saying is true. But the problem is a lot of people who've had the affair resist. And they say, I'm not gonna hook up to a lie detector test. Just trust me. It's the worst thing you can do. If you have nothing to hide, then why not get hooked up to a lie detector test? Why not do all that you can? If your heart's in the right place to wanna heal your marriage, you should have a willing spirit to do everything in your power to heal that relationship. So if your partner wants you to do a lie detector test, you should do it with bells on. Because if, if you don't and you resist, you look suspicious, like you have something to hide. The other recommendation around this is opening up all your accounts for accountability. So your partner can have access to all of your passwords, all of your social media, everything, so that trust can start being re rebuilt again. And that's recommended for all couples, by the way, not just if you're recovering from an, an affair, because couples shouldn't have secrets. Things should be open. That's how you build and main trust. But a lot of wayward spouses don't want to open up their accounts. And I've seen people have negative reactions to that recommendation. And they'll say, I'm not a child. You don't need access to my accounts. And that just makes you look guilty. Like you have things to hide. And you're not willing to do whatever it takes to heal your partner because of the trauma you've created. So it's the worst thing you can do. So the best thing you can do is volunteer all of your accounts, all of your information, volunteer your phone. If you have nothing to hide, why resist it? So those are the four things to avoid post-affair. Number one, for the betrayed partner, you do not want to be working harder at healing the relationship than the wayward spouse is. Number two, for the betrayed partner, do not stay with your partner if they're still in the affair relationship. First of all, expose it if they won't end it, and second of all, have a separation until they can guarantee it's over for you. Third, for the wayward spouse, a thing to avoid is getting irritated with the healing process with your partner and wanting them to hurry it up. 
It's the worst thing you can do. And the fourth worst thing you can do to avoid for a wayward spouse is resist a lie detector test and resist opening up all accounts. It's the worst thing you can do. Okay, so if you have any questions, go ahead and submit your questions now if you can in the comment section. I'll be looking for them. And otherwise, you can always email me your questions or you can uh, submit them direct message, whatever you prefer. For more marriage resources, be sure to go to my website. It's drwyattfisher.com. And if you enjoyed the program tonight, the Marriage Steps program, be sure to share it with your family and friends and leave a review. As a reminder, the Marriage Steps program is listener supported. So to help keep it on the air, please consider becoming a monthly rock star by going to patreon.com forward slash marriage steps. And remember, your marriage is alive. So consider, are you daily growing it or are you killing it? The choice is up to you. Take care.